the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. period of time in my career where I would never own an airline. It just, they, they lost so much money collectively for year over year over year over year over year. And now they seem to have their act together, making it much more intriguing. Uh, Delta Airlines reported a profit rising 17%. Results driven by higher passenger operating revenue, traffic increased. Uh, earnings up 17% is earnings up 17%. 50% operating cash flow is pretty darn business when it's reinvested into a uh, the company. So just throwing out there, sometimes things change. Speaking of which, let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen at ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Pretty good. Over yourself? I'm good. Uh, The only thing that I saw out there economically today, and I'm probably missing things, is because I'm caught up in earnings season. I saw mortgage numbers come out today, but I saw the National Retail Federation cut 2014 retail sales forecast, and that seems kind of like a big one to me. Um, did you see that report? Yeah, I saw it, uh, at least the headline passing through. It's tough to look at these big conglomerate organizations and you know have them explain what you know demand is actually like. It's like listening to the the retail, the, sorry, the realtors come out and say that everything yep. is hunky dory in, in the housing market, and then you get bad housing numbers for you know three, four, five months in a row. So you know the federations are out there to you know, serve themselves. But, I mean, if you look at it in general, consumption growth isn't spectacular. Uh, We had, you know, I'm predicting this quarter to be below what we had last quarter. And last quarter, you know, you had the whole, uh, you know, winter weather conditions. So, you know, there's a lot of ugliness in the consumer market right now. What's the trend? Where's the trend going to go? Do you think that we're turtling up and we're spending less? Or do you think we'll get back to historical norms and basically spend our paycheck? Yeah, it's difficult to tell right now. And you're having a very big shift in saving behavior between um, the new millennials and the baby boomers. And when the baby boomers were... You know, at the millennial age, they were spending a lot more. Uh, the outlook was stronger. Uh, they were able to, you know, go in with a, with a little bit stronger uh, attitudes. You know, the current consumer, the current you know, millennial, is more like you know the depression babies back you know my my grandparents' age, you know, where they're you know used to this idea that you know your job could be taken away tomorrow for an unknown reason. And you may not have an income for 6 to 12 months. So you're seeing a lot higher savings and a a lot higher uh, holding on and spending on less 
you know, we're spending more on a necessity and less out of luxury, at least in the millennial group. So uh, the, this switch is making it difficult to judge where overall consumption is going to head because you normally predict a steady uh, savings rate, but the savings rate's actually, you know, increasing a little bit. But aren't the millennials kind of like, and I'm going to say the baby boomers, where there was a point in time where the baby boomers were free love and they're hippies and um, they wanted to save the world in the 70s and um, corporations are bad. In the 80s, they all bought BMWs. Like, they switched. They became the consumer that they hated. They, they became the man that they, they detested. Won't the millennials become the man or won't the millennials become spenders just like everyone else eventually sells out and does it? It, it, it could happen. You know, there's no question about it. But the, the idea is, is this generation that's coming through now going to be more like, you know, the Depression era generation, or is it going to be more of the baby boomer generation? You know, okay. I, my guess right now is based on, you know, college wage, you know, coming out of, out of college and seeing your wage not increase for five years. You know, it, it's going to make people be a little bit concerned that. You know, their life cycle earnings is going to be lower than what they initially anticipated it to be, which means that you're not going to take out credit today to fund current purchases because you don't believe the income is going to be there in the future. The baby boomers didn't necessarily have that problem. They came into a into a time where credit was being uh, you know more available, especially you know in the 90s and in the late 80s. So you were able to purchase based on future earnings without much of a problem, and you weren't concerned that your job was going to go away, at least, you know, in the 90s and in the late 80s. I mean, once the economies rolled after uh, the Fed caused it to crash to curtail inflation, uh, there was no real reason to, to hold on to big savings. That's fair, because I had a grandparent who, every day, he was just thrifty and economical, and he, he never became a spender. Uh, so maybe you are onto something there, and, so, and that's, as discouraging you know, as it sounds. Right. Is this a a generation change, or is this just a temporary um, result of you know a large economic catastrophe that happened you know right in the you know the formulating years of the millennial generation? What else are you working on, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing dot com? Um, we're having a lot of discussion in house about uh, inflation and where inflation is going, and is there really inflation? You, know, you, you look at the earnings reports and you see, you know, company after company after company complaining that prices are going up, and you know some companies are able to pass it on to the consumers without problems, like uh, Chipotle. Uh, others may not be able to do so. Yeah, so we're we're having these internal discussions, and I'm combing through the uh, the CPI numbers to see where the inflation is actually coming from. You know, is there a general upward tick in prices, or is it uh, benign like the uh, the headline number suggests? So, you know, it's one of those kind of think pieces. So let's talk a little bit more about Chipotle because you brought it up, Bob. A lot of the breakfast companies, and I guess I won't even say breakfast companies, but fast food companies who are trying to like continually reinvent, reinvent themselves with new breakfast or new burritos or new something, Chipotle just does the same old boring menu year after year after year, and it seems to be getting right. That's my analysis. What's your analysis of somebody like a Chipotle who is standing out as a winner in an area that there's a lot of losers? Well, you have a menu there that 
is you know pretty tasty and at the same time you can go in there and order a very healthy meal and get it really really fast now, if you go to Burger King or McDonald's or Taco Bell you're not going to get the same quality of, of item you know especially healthy items so when you're having a more health conscious consumer you know they're willing to pay the little bit extra for that you know, that item, the uh, stores like Chipotle are going to do well. Anything else that you're working on that we need to be aware of? No, I think uh, next week we're going to get our look at GDP, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what the end result was for this current quarter. Now, does that matter? That doesn't matter to the people like Patrick O'Hare because it's past GDP numbers or past market numbers. How much do you put in the you know, GDP reports as far as economically helping us? Well, I look at to see if you know the output gap somehow uh, came in, slowed down. Uh, it's one of the ways of suggesting that unemployment is going to speed up or, or sorry, employment growth, so the payroll numbers are going to speed up or slow down. So the, the closer we are to you know having those numbers match gives us a better idea of how payroll growth is going to be in the future. So I'm looking to see if, you know, if the outlook gap really came in. That's the biggest piece. And then, you know, just getting an overall trend of what are people buying, what are people investing in, and how and how is that working? You know, businesses letting loose and, and buying and, and purchasing stuff. You don't get too much out of that. You have to make a lot of assumptions out of the monthly numbers. So the, the quarterly numbers that you get in the GDP report give you a little bit better information on, on how trends are happening. So speaking of which, I used to interview an economist who was very leery of government numbers. And one of the things that he would say is, well, the Obama administration is going to pull jobs at an area where they look better than areas where they're not so hot. He had kind of this, a little bit, a little bit of like, you can't, tr- what you say, where you can't trust retail numbers from the Retail Federation. You can't trust you know, housing numbers from the Housing Federation or the Real Estate ho- the Brokerage Federation. Is there any data that you don't really trust from our government? No, I'm pretty trustworthy of the government data just because the people that work there don't get swapped out with every administration. I mean, the people that are collecting the payroll numbers, you know, they're lifers. They're not going to be there, you know, because a Democrat's in office or a Republican's going to be in office. Uh, They're not concerned too much about what Congress does except if they cut funding and they don't get paid. So the only thing that, you know, these numbers are doing is showcasing what uh, you know what's actually going on. I'm pretty uh, trustworthy on, on the government data, and you know a lot of people complain about the inflation numbers because you see inflation in front of you, especially at the gas station, and it doesn't show up in the headline numbers. But you have private numbers that come out that monitor infl- inflation. Uh, the billion uh, item price index that comes out of MIT is closely tracked the CPI, uh, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, okay. there's been nothing that says government is is evil and it's wrong. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't going for government is evil, but I don't know, maybe um, kind of a press release versus hardcore data sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that you could spin it any way when you want. When you're listening to the, you know, the head of the of the BLS, for example, explaining what the labor numbers are, or then hearing. You know Obama's, uh, you know economic team explaining what they believe those numbers state. 
but the number is what the number is. I, I don't think those numbers are um, miscalculated in any means to have something look better than it actually is or have something look worse than it actually is. Thanks very much. Super appreciate it. Dr. Jeff Rosen, he writes pieces for briefing.com. He's the chief economist. Um, he always has interesting perspectives, honest perspective, interesting insights. Uh, he pens a piece called Economic Insight. It's worth a read. It gives you perspective. It helps you digest the market. Yeah. It helps you see what the market's doing. You can find him at briefing.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.